Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. I am Nicole. And I am Single White Medusa. And we are sitting here while Nick takes a sip of Olay from Keen Coffee. Keen Coffee in Newport Beach, California. It's great. Former owner of Dietrich's Coffee, if you've Former heard of that. Former owner of Dietrich's Coffee, that's true. Yeah, but then he uh, sold it, and then they ruined it once he sold it. The corporation, was it Pepsi or some big corporation? Who was it that bought it? It was the guy who uh, who turned Pepsi around. He started Pepsi. his own kind of corporation, and then and then it went down. Proceeded to there. tank Dietrich's immediately, pretty much. After Someone that. pointed online, or there was some ad that I saw, that if you turn Pepsi upside down with the logo, uh-huh. it basically tells you the logo Pepsi is dead. What do you mean? If you take, oh. yeah, if you take, if it says, if it says like the logo and then it says Pepsi, if you turn it upside down, it basically tells you Pepsi is dead. Right. Well, because if you turn it upside down, I'm like picturing it in my head, which is not perfect, but it, Pepsi, the last two letters are S-I, so that's yeah. is. Yes. Dead. And then D-E-D would be like the dead part. Yeah. Because Pep, P-E-P, but if you turn it upside down, it looks like D-E-D. That's I just want to say like. <laughs> weird is pepsi has pepsi even been alive barely like, like they're I, on life support there was the cola wars i mean pepsi was a thing when i was a kid in the mm-hmm. 70s well and even like maybe um, the early 80s but i actually avoid movie theaters that offer the pepsi brand those soda even though we're not soda people those soda fountains are not as good those are not I the good soda fountains no I, offense if you well, love I'm, them but <laughs> in our life there's one soda at intervals like we can have one soda yeah, like and we have it when we go to theater. the movie. Like, yeah, exactly. And we don't go to the movie theater all the time. Yeah. So, and then sometimes we don't go for months. And then sometimes when there's COVID, we don't go for years. Because we're not allowed <laughs> to. Because COVID is in the theater. Mm-hmm. COVID is everywhere. Yeah. Everybody in my uh, coffee house today was not wearing a mask, including the employees who kept wearing masks, I think, because um, the locals, a cautious and husky bunch of lizard people, um, and by husky, <clears throat> you mean not big boned, but you mean husks. Like husks, husks <laughs> yeah. of human, shells of human beings, yeah. <laughs> like rasping up against each other. Husks. Oh, the walls are closing in on Trump, my love. Who, <laughs> when they finally get him, we should make love. Oh, the husks of our body rasping together as Trump is hauled off to jail will be glorious. Oh. Well, you know what I loved, actually, speaking of that. But anyways, I want to talk about the coffee people. Okay. So they took their masks off, and I think they'd had it. But I think the CDC actually this week said, uh, or Facebook has put out a message. You will no longer be dinged for noting that masks don't work. What? Yeah, because the CDC um, says masks don't can, work. Can we have some, uh, what's that word that starts with an R? Like, not retrograde, but like, can we go back and have... No, it's a different one. Can we Should go be. back and have you, you right undo now. all the it, mean stuff yeah. that you did to us? You mean telling us we were all going to die, that we didn't care about anybody? Um, see, now there's a thing that's going on right now. And uh, you'll notice it in someone like Scott Adams, who's now trying to, along with many other people, advance the um, we were all afraid and that's why we did these terrible things to you narrative mm-hmm. um, Fauci is heading towards the door thinking he's going to squirrel out that way and everything like that but be prepared um, and, I, and, I, and I have maybe possibly res- revised my civil war aspect because it does seem like they're preparing to be mollywomped Walt <laughs> Robillard word uh-huh. 
before the election, what with Fauci leaving in December. Mm-hmm. Why December? Because that'll let him know how bad the election is, and then he can avoid uh, the new Congress critters that he won't like coming in. in but as Rand Paul announced today, don't worry, you are going to answer some questions. Yeah. Um, so it, it's interesting, but the people in the coffee house have basically had it, and so they're taking off their masks and every everybody like that. So it's interesting, but it, it does make you want to go back, and you and I, that's kind of been the theme for this week, just things that we've been talking about internally, is the amount of absolute shit they put us all through. So absolutely certain, and all these kinds of things, only to have to recant these things. And it's like, I, I, if you can go check out over my Twitter feed, you can see what, you know, uh, Scott Adams is advancing that. Well, listen, we, we only did this because we didn't know. We were afraid. And I'm like, nope, that's not true. Um, many of us knew, but you either suppressed the information outright or banned people for doing it. People lost their lives. People lost their jobs. No, you're going to answer for all these things. Yeah. You will answer in the next life. I, I believe that. Um, I think you can answer in this life. Because there is a wave of cancer out there right now. And I'm catching it in friends. And I'm catching it on the news. And I'm listening to accounts. People are going... They're Right now they're trying to say, Oh, we just did these things because we were afraid. It is That is the modern 1945 equivalent of... I was only following orders. And these people think that that's going to buy them a defense. I don't, I think these people got to look at how close they were to being Muammar Gaddafi. And I think that they think that they can obfuscate the issue and confuse everybody, which is a standard CIA tactic, um, to sleaze out of it. I honestly don't think you're going to get out of it this time. I think there's a lot of dead people. I think there's a lot of people still to die. I think people aren't going to stop asking questions, and I don't know how much longer Facebook or Google can hold them off, but I think that people are going to come to the realization that there was a conscious effort to poison and sicken and kill everybody, and that a lot of people just went along with the mean girling. Of Remember this one? You, uh, good luck on a ventilator. You're all going to die. Mm-hmm. Now they're dying. We're not saying that. I don't want anybody to die or anything like that, but... It's just amazing the behaviors. And instead of just saying, you know what, we got that one wrong, it's, well, we did it because we were afraid. I mean, it's like some, it's like some, I mean, it's classic like domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, I only beat you because I love you. Right. It's like, we really need to break up with this government. Yeah. This government needs to stand before some kind of court. And guess what? You're a court and answer for the charges of domestic violence. And it needs a re- and and we the people we need a restraining order from government to tell you the truth. Oh man, I wish, but I want to say with the Facebook thing, like okay, so that means you guys are admitting that you suppressed, like hardcore suppressed true hardcore. information. Well, I'm just saying you, not just like a little bit suppressed. I mean you absolutely ultra suppressed. Remember that? Do you remember that one time where I kept posting screenshots of their suppression? Yeah. And it kept giving me another warning. Like we were (laughs) all like like so many. Like it it, it was like exponentially (laughs) multiplying because it was out of control. It's Mm -hmm. like it's the same thing with the Hunter Biden laptop. You guys absolutely suppress stuff and you're not going to get out of it now by saying we didn't know. That's not how court works. That's not how manslaughter or murder works, which is 
honestly, when you think about these things, that is actually what's on the line here. You may not have known anybody who's died from COVID, from the jab, or from the total lockdown of society where people killed themselves. And that's a thing that happened. Kids mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Or people lost their businesses because, oh no, we all have to lock down. Remember like, oh, you have to stand here in this special magic spot. You have to wear a mask. You have to do all these things. I mean, like, I'm sitting in front of a, re- a place, Susie Cakes, where they went, like, chimpanzee screeching at me because I took off my mask and I said, I'm not wearing a mask anymore once I had my cookie. And sometimes you, for- I forget, uh, and we, I think, try to remember, maybe more than the average person, we try to remind ourselves, like, so we don't forget these things, just moving on in life. But, like, I was reminded again, like, talking to my parents recently about how just even to go in the grocery store, for example, like Trader Joe's, like we like to go to, how you literally had to wait outside in line because, like, they would only let a certain amount of people in. And I was like, I was like, when my parents reminded me of that, I was like, oh, my gosh, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Like, as much as we try to remember everything, you do kind of even forget little details. And then you're reminded and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, but we're we're too busy playing the transhumanism game right now. Mm -hmm. We're too busy right now being distracted by the Ukraine, by transhumanism. Uh, by uh, um, equity, all these, you know, I'll be pronouns. Honest, uh, pronouns. Uh. Honestly, uh, honestly, I went to the movies this weekend. We went to the movies. Saw a great movie. No, highly recommend Jordan Peele. Um, really a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, leading up to that were two previews that I had to sit through. Mm-hmm. Um, which I get the whole Black Panther thing in Wakanda forever. It's pure fantasy. Um, but you couple that with the uh, black Amazonian warrior queen fit flick coming out and you you get it and you stand back and, and you watch and then you listen to all of the rhetoric coming out of Hollywood and you listen to the rhetoric coming from the elites and things like that. Those two movies made me feel like they were whipping up black people to be ready for some kind of civil war. And, and it was definitely whitey bad. I'm sorry that that's the way it is. I don't think that's the truth. Mm-mm. But man, I mean, like those two films were absolutely militant about laying the hate on white people. Yeah. It was it was very much mind control and propaganda. When it's it's pure fantasy, you know, starting off with just totally false presumptions like, oh, you know, white people came here and colonized us and destroyed us like, no. You sold yourselves into slavery. Your own people sold yourselves into slavery. We won the battle. No, you didn't. You lost to Europe and that's as old as history you can't go 200 years later 300 years later 500 years later and attempt to rewrite history because you want to be the winners now one it's not the truth and if you don't possess the truth you can't get strong you can't get healthy you can't get well you're just building your entire foundation on a lie and we have an entire society now that thinks if you can lie about it and get 47% of the people to believe it that means something But it doesn't because you can actually see all of the sort of bad ideas. And there is a whirlwind of bad ideas about to bear fruit, like some kind of swollen hop harvest, crop harvest in fall. I mean, it's incredible. Like the other day I was on Twitter and and uh, the AP came out who, you know, has decided that they're the style gods for all writing. And they said you can't use the word she in reference to a ship or any kind of machine. And uh, women came out and said, so what you're saying is women can't, female can't be referenced as anything powerful. Right. It's never enough. 
but it, it, it's when you try to pander you'll get consumed and lying about the history the past instead of an honest investigation of the abuses the wrongs the victors all those things that doesn't get you anywhere that just panders and it will blow up on you so I was a little disheartened to sit there in the movie theater and sort of just be, you know, subjected to this sort of um, thing of like how bad white people are and black people are going to rise up in some. So there was a lot of leaping. Yeah. There, there was a lot of it. leaping and jumping and axe chops on Whitey and all these kinds of things. I was like, wow, there's a certain segment of the population. And look at the videos out of New York and look at the murder rates out of Chicago. And please don't look at L.A. Oh um, it's bad. And you're whipping people. Our new thing here in L.A. is street takeovers. Hmm? And the street takeovers lead to basically the mass looting, like the 7-Eleven yeah. or this thing. But they start with street takeovers. And they block all the streets by the the donuts and the wheelies and the screeching and all that kind of stuff. And hmm. then they go ahead and rob businesses. Wow. So it's, it's all kind of being worked up into something. And the movies, the previews for those two movies... I don't know. That that looked like pure pure propaganda to me. Yeah, you're And right. it was propaganda with a definite message. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't not see it really. I mean, it was pretty obvious. But nope, which is by a black filmmaker and it stars some black people was great. Yeah. And it really didn't I mean there there was an interesting little race part that they put in there. It was kind of fun. And uh and there was some social justice agenda with one of the characters, but it was pretty minor like the whole film is actually quite good and a lot of fun, and I think Jordan Peele is great. He was almost at the cusp of inheriting Spielberg in a certain way with this kind of storytelling. It could have been a few tweaks, but he made it his own and made it new, and it was just really fun and inventive, and it was a callback to a lot of fun films in the past. It's it's almost like a good Tremors, like if you remember that, that, that Kevin Bacon uh, Fred Ward kind of classic cult movie, um, Tremors. It's it's like that, but uh, new and updated. And Jordan Peele handled it deftly. And uh, that guy apparently is just on a on a roll with making these films that people are finding incredibly interesting. So I'll be interested to see what he was do. He'll he'll do next. I would honestly hand him Star Trek. I think he could, but he doesn't need Star Trek. You know, I mean, maybe that's a played franchise. But interestingly, I've heard. Quentin Tarantino actually is working on a Star Trek script and wants to do it. Interesting. So Star Trek is so out of tricks that, you know, it uh, it would definitely benefit from something. But I think, uh, and this movie is about UFOs, which will be fun for the second half of the podcast today, which will be be, um, uh, behind the paywall. That one's going to be behind the paywall. Um, The first half of the podcast... You will get to listen to all the fun things, and she has got a weird walk. Yeah, <laughs> she's sticking her belly way up she's and then like arching her, her back like belly. a lot. Yeah, but it looks. Someone strange. told her my butt is your my best feature, and she has <laughs> decided like I'm gonna lead with the butt. We're not trying to pick people apart, but it's like very pronounced. It's I've never seen anyone walk like. Can that. you increase that air, air conditioning a bit? My you hands got are. Got it. My hands and heart are full of coffee. <laughs> Okay. Um, so those are our, our, our interesting takes. We're going to put um, the second half of the podcast behind the paywall because we're recording two podcasts on the same day because I liked that format last week. And then that allows me to get more work done and everything like that. So if you like the first half of the podcast 
and you want to get the rest of the podcast later this week, um, which I'm not going to do the, uh, the both podcasts are going to be separate stories. So we're, we're not going to leave you hanging here for you people who just want to listen and not support the podcast. And we also just appreciate the emotional support. Um, the second podcast later in the week will be a whole different subject. Um, maybe a little more uh, spicy. Is that a Tim Pool word? Yeah, that's a Tim you Pool know? word. <laughs> so that could be fun. Um, the cool thing, too, is the Tolkien Project seems to be doing really well. I think that I'm going to keep the Tolkien Project on here. But I'm also going to create a sep- separate Tolkien Project page, devoid of my insane uh, ramblings and rantings. Yeah. And then uh, people can support that podcast um, and share it with their friends without having to worry about exposing them to extremist content. I know a lot of the people in here like the extremist content and everything like that, but they do realize they have friends who they have to kind of tolerate and put up with who are so delicate and easily inflamed that this podcast would cause them to have a stroke. Mm -hmm. So you will now have an option to point them towards the Tolkien Project, and the Tolkien Project will just be the Tolkien Project. Um, But if you're not catching the subtext, which we hope they do, um, we hope it it challenges them on some current topics, but in a fun Tolkien, Littles, Lavender Scone kind of way. But it's doing really well. This week is the book club. Um, I think we're going to make the first book club free to all so everybody can listen to it and you can read the chapters. And then again, if you're a subscriber either to this podcast or the Tolkien Project podcast, you uh, will get the audio versions uh, in which we actually perform the novel. Exactly. But so the book club, is that like the live stream that you were thinking of doing? Okay. Yeah. And I'm figuring out the details and you'll get an email about that. Um, but that's probably going to be Saturday evening is mm-hmm. when we're going to do that. Sounds good. So, and you'll be able to like, you know, re- ask us questions live, or you can ask us questions in these comments if you want us to order, uh, uh, answer them mm-hmm. or whatever. But let's start off with an update on Miss Anne Hache because this story just keeps getting weirder <laughs> and weirder. How about a recap okay. of what gets us to where we're at? Ooh, I mean, I have to remember because believe it or not, um, so the one that he's talking about me maybe reading right now is the second of three. So we read the first one. Um, I think it was part two of last week's, right? Yes. And it was pretty long. She came out with another one with a bunch of updates and then she's come out with another one since. So, um, I'm trying to remember what was in the first one. It was basically all the stuff that didn't line up, that didn't make sense. Um, all the light in the piazza yeah. that you smash into in your car. Mainly, let's start with, let's walk through what initially happened. Well, I mean, like from my point of view, having yeah, like, seen it, just seen just it like day the day, day of day and watching happened? on TMZ. Yeah. I mean, so like, I think we both saw like a news headline, like Anne Hache, you know, plows into a house. Maybe she's drunk. You know, the car goes up in flames. And we're like, oh my gosh. And then like, kind of look it up on TMZ and you see like, and you watch the video and you see them. I mean, I'm just taking from my point of view. So I went on TMZ and you watch the video and you see the EMTs wheeling her out on the stretcher. Um, Well, first you see the car speeding down the road, you hear a crash or whatever. And then like after a little while, you see them after quite a while. I think it took them a long time. You see them wheeling her out. But the disturbing part, 
<laughs> from that video is that right before they get her in the ambulance, she tears off the, I didn't think about it at the time, but it's like a body bag, which is weird. But um, she tears that off and she pops up and sits up and you mainly kind of see her from the back. And at the time, it was sort of far away. I thought she was naked. A lot of people thought that it looked like that from far away because earlier in the day, like that day, she was wearing like a light pink tank top that was practically kind of like similar to her flesh tone. So it really blended in with her skin. It, it looked like she was naked, which was odd, but I think we talked about it and we thought at the time like, oh, well, they probably had to cut her clothes off. And then, and I'm like, but it looks like her skin is like grayish color, like all over her back. And from another view, you could kind of just see her chest from far away for a second. And I'm like, that is like grayish color too. It ends up being the tank top. So then, but yeah, I thought it was like burn skin or burn right. cells. So that's day of. Right. And then we're told, uh, she's okay. Mm-hmm. She's going to be fine. She's going to recover. Mm-hmm. She has critical burns. Mm-hmm. And then by Friday, we're told Anne Hayes is effectively dead and dying. Right. Um, she has some sort of subdural hematoma, trauma, brain injury, and she's going to die. And uh, you want to take a drink of that coffee? Sure. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. And... This is after, like, her boyfriend and other people say, oh, she's going to make it. She's going to live. And then suddenly she's going to die, and it's weekend of Anne Heche dying, and then they, they pull the plug on Sunday, and Anne Heche is dead. And then all these kind of stories start to come out where things kind of don't add up. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that the Medusa read last week, that I think everything was kind of open for everybody last week. So you got the whole whole full story of that. Um, but then there this one girl who we're going to read her her article, she begins to dig into some things. And she also finds out that other people are digging into things. And it's kind of not adding up. And the more you dig, the weirder it gets. And it causes you to go back and look at the initial video. And then there's a second video that's even kind of more disturbing from the side and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that don't add up with the Anne Heche thing. And you would say, well, well, why would that be? Why, you know, what is this about? Like, obviously, Anne Heche wasn't a threat to the power structure. But then it kind of turns out she was. Yeah, that's the weird stuff. I think that stuff has only come out in these two, right? I don't right. think that stuff was in the first, but I could be wrong. See, it's hard to keep it straight now because I've read so much stuff And about then it. it turns out that a lot of people are having car accidents, Weird and ones. mainly weird car accidents where their cars suddenly slam into things. And even accelerate. And accelerate. And I'm kind of thinking more that's a Vax injury because that's kind of where my head is at. And I think Geico, which is California's largest car insurance, thought that too. Which is why they closed down all their offices in California. Because they, they see what's coming down the road. But then there is a congresswoman a week before who is working on child trafficking laws. And Anne Heche just did a tri- child trafficking movie and was working with this congresswoman. And this congresswoman had a head-on collision with two of her staffers. Mm-hmm. And the initial reports told by everybody were that another car crossed, cross, cra- crossed over the center line and killed the congress critter. But that's not really what happened. No, they've actually updated the 
official story since then. Oh, never mind. We were wrong. It was her car. And we're like, oh, okay. Because like, I thought it was weird right when I read that. And then when I, when I saw, oh, it was the other car. Most people then said, oh, well, I guess it would be pretty hard for them to do on purpose. Oh, well, it's interesting that like, you know, a few days later, a week later, whatever, they kind of like surreptitiously changed the story. Oh, never mind. It was actually her car. And then we're like, aha. So now you have two people working on an Epstein issue. Mm-hmm. An Epstein issue the government is currently going to great lengths right now to cover up. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, with, you know, Epstein not hanging himself. <laughs> and obviously with Ghislaine going to jail for not trafficking children to anybody. Right. And obviously not. Suddenly they do a raid on Trump and everybody's like, we got him. We got him. This is it. I mean, like the, the, the liberals were so in love and then it all started to unravel. And then it all started to get confused. And then Merrick Garland came out and tried to fall on his sword and blah, blah, blah. Well, the latest, like, and, and, and oh, it's about nuclear codes. No, it's not about nuclear codes. Oh, it's about all these things. You know what derailed the entire Trump investigation? And I, I bet you they did have him. As in, they had something that they could make up enough lie to get him. But again, as someone pointed out in a show I was listening to last night, there's nothing that says that you can't run for president, even if you've been convicted of a crime. That's not in there. That's just a yeah. near, That's just a message that they're advancing, hoping to lie their way into it. Mm-hmm. Trump can be convicted of a crime and all that kind of stuff, and he can still run. But look, look at the level of disinformation. Look at the level of disinformation regarding the Ukraine right now. It's it's insane. It is like it is night and day. If you think that the Ukrainians are winning or even stalling, or even doing anything, you're insane. Look what they did. They they went and killed some dude's daughter, and immediately the media started blaming it on Russia. And it's not. It was an Azov battalion guy. Mm-hmm. So the level of disinformation is crazy. But just look at that crash with that senator. Oh, nothing to see here. Another car crash over the line. Then the senator accelerates into things. They did this with a guy who blew the story on McChrystal being a scumbag. That guy texted his friends the night that he drove his car into a palm tree on La Cienega Boulevard, just a few blocks away from Mozza Pizza, which is a good place. Um, he texted his friends that he was onto the biggest story of his life. And then suddenly he just decided to drive into a, palms, a palm tree at high speed and he hit it so hard and it exploded, which cars don't explode, just so you know, that uh, um, the engine block flew, I think it was 200 feet. Yeah, that was Michael Hastings, too, by the way, yeah. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there are other weird, strange incidents with these cars. And the government, the FBI has even come out and said, oh, they were testing the driving feature on the Tesla. That's why this guy, and they say it with absolute certainty, and you're supposed to, to buy it. And then Elon Musk himself digs into the records because they're besmirching his brand, blaming it on two guys getting killed in a murder in a, in a car. And he says, one, they didn't even buy that feature in their car. It wasn't enabled or installed. Right. Exactly. So that's not true. That how, how, did the, how did both of these guys, one's a doctor, I think one was a high-powered CPA, end up in a car crash head-on into a brick wall or a house just like Ann Hage? And one of them was in the back seat. Oh, well, they did it because the self-driving feature. Nope, that's not the answer. Look at the amount of the times that the FBI, who is currently waging war on the American people, just lies and lies and lies at your expense. Mm -hmm. 
it's the things that we're talking about. Who cares about Anne Heche? Nobody cares. It's not even a story, and it's gone today or whatever. But it's like looking back at the entire pandemic. What they're trying to do to you right now is say something to the effect of what happened to you, the things that you were forced through, people that I know that listen to this feed that were had to take the jab against their job and were injured, people that um, I think I, I, I'm pretty sure we have some people that lost their jobs. We also have some people that had to fight like hell for their jobs and not get these vaccines. Mm-hmm. And it was a source of stress to their family. I can tell you one sure. person in particular. Um, and now we're being told, oops, we got it wrong. Sorry. And we only did this because we were afraid. Go back to the vitriol, the we hope you die on a ventilator. You're all bigots. You're bad. You should, you're dirty others. You should be rounded up in camps. All of these things were said. And I can take you back to the videos of people attacking people in stores for not wearing masks. You know, the bullying, all that kind of, oh, we just got it wrong. That's not what it felt like at the time. No. That's not what it felt like at the time. And it's the same thing as, oh, the car was on self-driving mode. No, it wasn't. Oh, the other car crossed over the line. No, it didn't. And she was working with Anne Heche on child abduction. So I told you, I think that they had the potential to get Trump, and I think they blew it. Hmm. The judge. Mm-hmm. The judge was an Epstein connection. And the Epstein thing is so bad. The Epstein thing is the thing that unlocks, just like I think Tiffany Dover at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Dover and, and Epstein are two things that will flip this entire nation. Because it'll show you the game. Tiffany Dover really did die on camera. And Big Pharma, with the help of the government, covered it up. And they're still lying about it. And they've even made a documentary that said Tiffany Dover is not dead. That doesn't prove that Tiffany Dover is not dead. No. It's just enough for people to see the title. NBC made that and, and promoted it big time. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Dover, Dover is dead. She's very dead. Mm-hmm. Because of the vaccine, she died on camera right in front of you. Yeah, exactly. So. So that and the Epstein are third rails. And when someone forgot to f- remember that when they let's let's get Trump and this judge, he'll give it to us. And then suddenly you watch the whole thing unravel when someone said, oh, shit, this guy used to work for Epstein. And that's when they're like, mm. story's over, folks. Sorry. Oh, so nothing to see here. They didn't mean to no. have that judge that nope. had the Epstein connection. That was like a mistake. they didn't think okay. about it. Right. They didn't think they didn't go into his cases and his yeah. defenses. He just would give them what they wanted right there. Yeah. And you watched it all unravel as soon as everybody said, hey, that's an Epstein defense lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, the, you cannot talk about Epstein in this culture. Yeah. On their side, because that is the photon torpedo to the Death Star. Because <laughs> they've all been to the island. They've yeah. all been there. It's bad stuff. Or they've been to forms of the island. Or they're involved in everything. The Epstein thing unlocks the entire thing and so anytime that surfaces and here's the unfortunate thing for them and the fortunate thing for us the Epstein thing is everywhere because they were all involved in it you can't whack-a-mole Epstein enough and I don't think God's gonna let you yeah I think it's always gonna keep coming out and blowing your puns Trump's gonna walk on this one he's not getting arrested he's not getting perp walked he's probably gonna be president yeah but I'll talk a little bit more in the podcast later this week about some interesting things that might blow your mind regarding 
let's call it Trump's hidden agenda, Trump's ulterior motives that you probably don't know anything about. And I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's something worth considering that I'm pretty sure it's something I've been researching, studying, listening to. Like, I think it'll actually blow your mind. It blew my mind. Yeah. And there's a case to be made for what we're going to talk about, even whether it is actually true or not. There's yeah. interesting evidence. That and it's not pro-Trump. It's not pro-Trump. So don't think I'm not a Trump apologist. But it's it's an interesting thing that you might want to consider regarding the actual state of affairs. But like I was saying, the reason we talk about the NH story is it's a clue of what's going on. So let's dive into that article, which is an update from last week. Yeah. So this is like part two of three, basically. <clears throat> Um, so I'll skip a little bit till she really starts. Here you go. Within hours after publishing my story, the comments buzzed, mentioning the footage that backed up in the most horrific way. All the initial stories that Anne was alive when she was wheeled into the ambulance and all my worst imaginings. But wait, she was in a body bag. I know. Like, and so you can weird. see the image that she's yeah. in a body bag. Why is she in a body bag if she's alive and talking to friends and sits up? It's so weird. And it says she she's more than alive. In the long shot at the 1 minute and 14 mark and onward, she sits up ripping off her body bag cover and the black chin strap holding her down. I think those that didn't want her to survive this setup figured out a plan B. Another good angle follows. She has videos in here. I'll try to like post these too if you want to like we'll look the at them yourself. And they can kind of go through That's the what I mean. Yeah. I hope nobody deletes this, but below is the original aerial commentary. Um, let's see. And there's more. Look below at these close-ups. That is definitely Haish in my humble opinion. And her back in her almost flesh pink tank top. Possibly burned a little or maybe it's just wet from fire hose spray or sweat from the heat and being stuck for so long. But she's whole, intact, and alive. The original man reporting from his copter, aerial photojournalist Stu Mundell exclaimed, This is Stu Mundell in Skycam 5! Oh my gosh, he's completely alive. What the hell? Alive and kicking too, I'll add. That's a fighter there. And, so and so I mean, that's so an interesting thing because the chopper pilots listen, are allowed to listen to the police. You're not, you know, I mean, you can and stuff like that. But the police make sure, and the air boss who's usually running sort of air traffic over a scene, um, make sure that the pilots are listening to the police on the ground. So I'm telling you right there from that statement, the pilot thought she was dead. Because they were listening to the police traffic. And the mm. police traffic, they were saying, was, oh, she's dead. Put her in a body bag. But the weird thing is he thinks it's a guy at that time because she he has thinks, short hair. He thinks it, yeah. And, you know, whoever it is, like, what I'm saying is the police traffic, the comm at that time, was staged. Was like, the victim is, yeah. is dead, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We're because they already bag. knew the outcome. Yeah. Except the victim didn't want to match the outcome. He was listening to the traffic. He was listening to the script. And then suddenly the actor went off script and, and got up out of the body bag. Right, exactly. The third video above has the audio if they don't take it down. This same original video correspondent, Stu Mundell in the helicopter, thought this was a man being pulled out and used he. So quite a few readers in the comments felt this was a man in the My videos. pronouns, Not please. <laughs> Not Haish. From whence came this idea that this man was a double or an actor in the PSYOP and that the real Anne was hidden or whisked away. Sure, but to me, this line of thinking makes no sense. 
snitches get stitches and wind up in ditches or gurneys and eventually on altars in Bohemian Grove. Fun places like that. So there is no godly or ungodly reason to spare a snitch. My theory is they wanted to take her out before she, quote, sang too much, Cappy style, or as a ritual, which also fits well in conjunction with my gang stalking theory. In any case, Daisy here, this is the name of the authoress, uh, fully believes it was Haish herself. See original article for more on my loose cannon slash whistleblower theory, her girl in room 13 movie, and more. The psyop was snuffing her as the plan was for her to die right away in the crash, and well, dang it, inconveniently, she didn't. I do think some of the first responders were actors as few moral real EMTs would do this to her in my humble opinion. See more on that below. But of course there are always those who can be bribed. And there's a bunch more pictures with that close up and you can definitely tell it's that tank top now. Um, I can't speak much for burns or not. Again, I see fabric and that means she wasn't burned, even looks moist, but second degree burns are first pale blisters and don't turn red initially. But yeah, like, I mean, when I look at it, I can't like overtly see burns either. Um, so it's kind of weird. Um, but I think we have an EMT buddy that sometimes listens to this. So maybe, yeah, you know, can you can comment call if, us if out you're hearing this and, you know, speak to that stuff. Um, medical treatment by EMTs. Now, on the topic of how she was treated by, quote, first responders, there are a number of anomalies there. A very good video by the conspiracy nut covers, among other keen observations, the fact that there is no oxygen being given to Haish and that there is a visible drip in her arm. If she was really body bag dead, you would not put a drip in, and indeed, they had covered her up like a mummy. Now, a safe drip, say saline or glucose, for a person they want to help would be expected and logical, but here it's also alarming having heard what was supposedly in the blood test results. Not booze, we know this. Referring back to Even my... Though- the booze narrative was advanced. Oh, look, we we captured this shot of the alcohol. Oh, and immediately, like, she was in this boozy podcast. And it's like, oh, that was a couple of days prior. Mm-hmm. Like, they definitely tried to advance the narrative that she was drunk. But right. apparently she wasn't drunk. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's cocaine and fentanyl. Yeah, but you've got her in a body bag, but you've also got a drip on her. Right. So you could be putting Anything any of that stuff into her, but... Um, referring back to my original post, my own theory was that either or both the fentanyl and the cocaine mentioned in the initial blood toxicology reports in liquid form were put in that drip to sedate her and ultimately do her in. I did write that Coke alone wouldn't have had her driving like that. No way. But my theory is that she wasn't drugged with cocaine until after the crash, which does double duty for a fudged up coroner's report as they needed to report something was there so nobody would probe further. Some of the first mainstream media stories that mentioned the cocaine and fentanyl deets on this in my first story also posited that the fentanyl might have been delivered by the medics as a painkiller. Well, doy, yes. Suppress all vitals. That'll kill the pain and the patient. See, I thought that was weird in that initial story of how they said it like that. Well, yeah, there was fentanyl, but we don't know if maybe that was administered in the hospital or by the medics. It's like, don't you guys have records on that? Like, 
I would assume I EMTs that, keep records of what they give a patient. Same I think within that a there hospital. There are records, but again, yeah, it's, so can't you guys know uh, if if they did or not? Like that's weird. Whenever they're, I, I'm telling you, like it's like doing intelligence work, trying to figure out what is where. Whenever you see confusion and um, obscuring of the narrative, that's where the deep state is. Mm-hmm. More on the drugging. One commenter, Azra Dale, said that the combo of those two drugs can mimic a deadly heroin-cocaine concoction called a speedball. Again, I do not think Haish was drugged before the accident. I think, as I said in the original, that the car was either manipulated Michael Hastings or Lady Di style, or that there was V2S or 5G remote control on Haish's mind-brain-motor skills. I personally think the car was even directed to a specific house where the, quote, rental tenant and the, quote, neighbor were coached ahead and paid for very scripted testimony. See more on that below. I'll get there. So I do think they drugged her up good afterwards, even though I did mention that they could have powered the steering wheel, etc. Oh, powdered the steering wheel, etc. beforehand. It just doesn't seem needed. And then, once they got the IV in, she didn't respond fast enough to the strong meds coursing through her veins. They likely calculated dose based on weight, but she was a fighter. They tried to put down our dog with fentanyl, and I ripped off the patch as soon as I found it. It's very frightening stuff. The delay waiting in the, quote, parking lot next to the house slash set equipment staging and craft services area was, I think, to let the drugs do their dirty work, but the drugs didn't act fast enough. Why would real medics wait so long when the victim is cut loose? I think one can stabilize an alive accident victim pretty fast. From what I saw, they cut her out way before, parked her on the side, and claimed in the papers the delay was to stabilize her. Yeah, right. That was a Uvalde-style delay. Above-mentioned commenter Dale also shared some helpful-slash-proper first-responder EMT techniques from another video commenter named Dan Singer, who wrote that even if you don't know that the victim is an organ donor, ostensibly Ms. Haish was one, hmm, an EMT would always follow protocols to preserve the organs. I'll add that this is true even in a brain-dead person, with more below on that. Below his quote, my emphasis. Here's my thoughts. Take them as you will. Former firefighter slash EMT. Even if they determined she wasn't going to survive, there's always a chance of organ donation. They would have or should have had her totally immobilized. Neck protection slash cervical collar, IV therapy, oxygen therapy, heart monitor, and more. They had none of that. Yeah, that is an interesting thing because this is a woman who's just slid, slammed head on into a house. But there was no cervical collar. Mm-hmm. You can see that in the video. Yeah. That's like the first thing they do usually. Yeah. They tell you to lie still, don't move. Even if you're like, oh, no, I'm fine. They're like, nope, lie still. Yeah. Instead, they put her in a body bag, IV her. It's just weird. It and then the cop, weird. the chopper pilot is like, oh, she's, it's alive. He's alive. It's like, yeah, because you were told she was dead. Yeah. Weird. Your body needs to be treated like they are trying to save you, no matter how grave the condition is. Minutes and seconds are the difference back to her article again they certainly would not cover her up like she was already dead in a body bag and strap her like movers do for a for moving a blanket wrapped dresser this oddity is something we all noted immediately thus the lack of quote save the victim everyone might be an organ donor standard protocols validate 
the quote funky treatment for a patient theory that the conspiracy nut noticed. Plus the terribly rough handling, literally pushing her down. These are thugs, not EMT workers. They treated her like a sack of taters. Reminds me of Frenzy, the Hitchcock movie, the way she was forced down and lumped in, except this is a real horror. The conspiracy nut also noticed that the, quote, outfits for the firefighters were top only. The shiny shoes and black waiter pants are suspect. Guys, the fireproof pants I have seen around are way baggier and are treated more like oilcloth or something. This ain't them. I think the costume shop was short on proper firefighter duds that day or whenever they planned it. And some of the hats are very dubious. Watch the videos, any of them. Some aren't even yellow, making a joke of LA Fire Department. Indeed, they all laughed. Quote, regulation gear. Did they think nobody would notice? Um, the possibly fake masks mask their faces. Never will be able to identify any of these guys. Looks suspect to me. She's saying, like, in this picture, they look like mosquito masks that they're wearing because um, it shows it next to, like, how it's normally supposed to look. It is weird. Um, like, it literally covers their entire face. Um, read these phony balonies. Celia Farber pointed out the six and three and other, quote, signifying numbers that those Luciferians like. This is important. One must look at all things. I think the 90 mile per hour speed is meaningful too. Not my wheelhouse. I will gladly share and post here anyone's updates to the, quote, numerology of this event. You don't need to believe in it to buy into the premise that they do. See, that's an important point, and it's one that I'm glad she made it cause, because it felt like she made it to me in a certain way because I have a tendency to discount all that hokum. But you have to remember, the sort of globalists, the people who staged their little fake murders at, at Bohemian Grove, which the Medusa can tell you her story about that, um, or you can actually watch the Alex Jones video, mm-hmm. which is lo- which is a real thing, or the CERN, where they murder somebody in, in the middle of the night in front of the, the, the big Vishnu statue, um, they really believe in this numerology st- stuff. They really believe in these numbers and these powers and these symbols. And we're going to talk about that on Friday and about Space Force. Um, Because Space Force is interesting. But have you looked at the logos of Space Force? Have you looked at... um, What is it called? Department 19? Task Force 19? Delta 19? Delta 19. Something like that. They're intel- the Space Force's intelligence agency. Have you looked at that logo? It's weird, man. It literally, like everything the conspiracy theorists are saying, it makes it it makes it true. It's weird. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll be talking about that uh, on Thursday. But this sort of numerology stuff and all that kind of stuff, I, I'm glad she makes that point because it's important to remember that yes, it's total bullshit, but the side that hires Maria Abramovic, and if you don't know who that is, look that up, and why she's besties with Hillary Clinton and has done ceremonies for Podesta and Obama and all of them, and with the things that, that she's into. Thing called spirit cooking. Yeah, basically. they 100% believe this stuff. Mm-hmm. So when these numbers start to, to surface, it, there's a reason. They think there's power in that. It's mm-hmm. bullshit, but they think there's power in it. Right, exactly. We are reaching the amount of time that most people said they like as like the maximum time. So I mean, I can keep well, let's going. Let's go a little or... bit more. Let's okay. like let's condense. Sure. 
Um, back to the organs. We'll wax morbid. You're here, doing folks. it, so they'll probably love it. <laughs> you're like a you're like a you're like a time backwards thing. You're I don't like, know what you mean by you that. like you like you like oh like you're the opposite. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. For every one minute of me speaking, you get like two minutes off if it's your voice. I see. Okay. <laughs> it was suggested by some commenters that they killed her to harvest her organs. I believe they took her out for other reasons first, but many of us know that forced, orbis, uh, forced organ harvesting is indeed a thing. Hello, CCP. We know the mainstream media pushed the argument that she was brain dead. Clearly, she wasn't as brain dead folk as brain dead folks don't pop up from gurneys like that. The amount of politicians who have said that the CCP is a model government. And remember, the CCP does harvest organs. Yes. Ask the Uyghurs. Yeah. But, you know, it's okay. Tim Cook runs slave camps. He's gay. It's okay. Right. Exactly. Morbidly, laws have changed. And definitions, too, don't we know it? In this brave new world, and you can harvest organs, including a heart, before a person dies if they are, quote, brain dead. Now, brain dead equals dead in Newspeak. Well, I think they surely made her brain dead after they hauled her out, but because the EMT protocols were not followed, I don't think, quote, preserving those organs was remotely a priority despite all the mainstream media ballyhoo. Plus, wouldn't, quote, drugs like coke and fentanyl in the body make those organs unusable? This brings up another issue. If it was a ritual takeout, even if punitive, they do harvest and eat the organs. I know this sounds horrific, but this is a thing. With apologies to her kids and ex-husbands, as I know this is sick stuff indeed, I think they were likely harvested. But if so, it was for the holly weird elite paying for them for a ceremony or maybe a, as you just said, Marina Abra- Abramovic stage show if they were no longer, quote, edible. In the press, they might be playing the organ donation angle, but I'm not so sure her, quote, organs went to medical recipients, despite the press coverage in that direction. As a perk, there were, quote, legs on the, quote, organ donation story. Hey, folks, join the club. Do what Anne did. She was a mess, but redeemed herself in death, folks. Do like she did. Again, I do not think she was at all messed up, and per original post, she'd long ago cleaned up her act and was a reliable working actress. But the organ angle is a red herring. Well, it's fishy. As that's not the reason she was eliminated. Organ grinder theory? Maybe. I know adrenochrome is just from the kitties, but maybe some injectable delight can be made from her, quote, remains. And what about that face? Frankly... I also thought it odd they never showed her face, burned or otherwise, nor burned skin or something like they used to do in National Enquirer and other such. I do not think this is some new, modest, respectful trend in this world of nonstop horrors. So no glimpses of the angelic death mask, really? Why? My thought is that her face was perfect, unharmed. They may have wanted to preserve it. Hillary and Huma come into the party? But her, but perhaps this is just too unthinkable. Is it? Yeah, folks? I gotta look this up because right. this has been reoccurring a lot. <laughs> yeah. But somehow Hillary and Huma. and Huma, her sidekick, somehow they wore someone's face Some or something. Sort of I gotta mask? look into this, but yeah. this this has come up a couple of times. Right. So I gotta find out what these two lunatics are into. Exactly. <clears throat> I know this goes deep and dark, but then, you know, Buffalo Bill, or if they were careful, Eyes Without a Face from whence the film image above, 
a lot of websites featured her quote headshot or performing face so it's interesting it was so palpably missing from the accident scenario not even in bandaged form one last sick idea from a crazy writer a couple days went by when they said she was dead but she wasn't what the sam hell kind of story is that then in the fine print or meat of the story if you'll allow they admitted she was just on life support but was only brain dead in a coma she's only brain dead you guys she's only in a coma she's only in a coma come on which one of us hasn't been in a coma (laughs) remember that folks bizarre arrested development season seven that was a pure coma Yeah, so what if in her still-living state of brain-dead animation, they wheeled her out of the hospital for a couple of nights of Moloch-style fun at the Grove? And when she was sincerely dead, then they done the deed and pulled the plug. Too nutty? Hey, I write fiction. But they said she would live, didn't they? I had mentioned the initial widely published prognosis that she would live. A few helpful snippets shall be repasted below a momentary digression. As darn it, they seem to have erased that first perky prognosis completely and painted a new picture that she was full-out comatose and not expected to survive from the get-go. I think what we'll do now is let you kind of go through the rest of the article, but she really gets into some interesting places here with some actual photographs inside the house. The weird, yeah, the weird and, thing with and the tenant. the tenant. Fake tenant, maybe. Um, who, who espouses herself to be some sort of home remodeler. But when you look at the house... It's already a garbage dump before the fire damage. So there's there's a lot of things here that don't pass the smell test. But like Tiffany Dover, I want to beat the drums on these things because there's some interesting... It, it's an... It, it's... It, 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 is it possibly... Is, is any of this true? I don't know. I'd probably right now in my life give it a 40 to 50% that it's true on some level. But when you look at the amount of Epstein and the amount of John McAfee and the amount of the guy, you know, who drives his car into a palm tree after having the dirt on McChrystal. Michael Hastings. um, The fact that, hey, remember 2008 and we couldn't see Barack Obama's transcripts because that would be racism. Or his birth certificate. Or his birth certificate. Right. Would it still be racism? Could we see those now? Or Michelle Obama's how come or we've, Michael Obama's Yeah, how come uh, we've never been able to see Big Mike's... Uh, <laughs> whatever <laughs> it was, like, doctoral dissertation yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, be, no, be she's clear not a doctor. On it, whatever it is, but like, it's amazing the amount of, of stuff that everything is a secret now. Mm-hmm. And everything needs to be... But, but what I'm noticing is it's not so much a secret as there's a lot of lies. And there's a lot of things that... That what you're seeing in the Trump case, just with the affidavits and the amount of things that they're lying about and Garland coming out and saying, well, Mr. Trump, I will release the warrant right now if that's what you want as a threat. And Trump says, go ahead, do it. And the affidavit, too. And here we are. I think it's the 22nd. Uh, and that was on 23rd. the that was on the 11th. Wow. And the FBI is now going into court saying, oh, we can't do it. It would be. Yeah, but you said you would do it. You tried to play that game, and Trump called you on it, mm-hmm. and you're not doing it. There's something sick about this government mm-hmm. and the lies, and since we're in that sort of Sherlock Holmesian moment, we have to look at these weirdly impossible things because, yeah, it's some Hollywood star. Well, Hollywood stars get access to a lot of people, 
And I think later in life, they try to work out a lot of their karma. But trying to give back and do good, honestly, and help out, my guess is that Anne Heche was trafficked from about 15 years old on. Maybe even sooner. My guess is that she knew the underbelly of Hollywood. She went through a period of sobriety. She had some kids, and she felt that she was washed up enough to say some dangerous things and to be involved in some quietly. She makes a film about chemtrails. Yeah. You ever looked at the skies lately? I never believed in chemtrails till I saw how the air got in Southern California different than it's ever been this year. Weird and, and almost green. I think recently Spain basically admitted Spain to doing just it. that. They don't call it chemtrails. They call yeah, it but it's all bullshit. It's all a name. lie. It's the same thing. The car crossed the center line. All of these things are all a lie. And the best die bigots if you don't wear a mask then masks are declared not to work you all have to get the vaccine or you're 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 terrorists oh the vaccine's killing people mm -hmm. you know all of these kinds of things so we're in that moment where we have to to, to look at that but there's Anne Heche and then there she is working with this congresswoman going down the Epstein trail and oops more dead bodies yeah. More dead bodies. There's there's more there's a lot more dead bodies around Epstein. There's the lawyer who hung himself and shot himself in the chest with a shotgun at the same time. You know how you do. <laughs> you know that impossible thing. <laughs> I'll give you a, we'll we'll wrap it up there. You can look at all this and call us crazy and I hope you do and I wish we were. I really do. I wish we were just two lunatics out here just with nothing better to do, getting caught up in drama and stuff like that. But I have a lot to do and I work hard and you can see from my output and Stuff like that. But I think we're on the cusp of something powerful. And I want to give you an illustration of how powerful that can be to that side. Um, I saw the comment and I talked about in the last podcast about the guy who uh, said, um, I don't think combat veterans should be allowed to teach kids. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a large segment of people who think like that. Okay. So you can go over to the Ukraine and you can fight with cocaine Zelensky. But you can't come back here and have any kind of meaningful life. So there's that. Saw another guy this week, part of the whole problem, and his whole thing was, if your family suffered under communism, then maybe you were the problem. What? Yeah, maybe you were. And, and basically, he was, wow. you know, he was a radical Marxist leftist. And he was saying, well, if you have these stories about you and your family suffering under communism, then you were probably up to something no good. That's why you suffered. Totally ignoring all of history. And people's personal accounts. I happen to know people. There are people in this. I don't know if they listen to this podcast. There might be a few. But I know people in the writing community and stuff like that who've had real, actual, living under communism stuff. And I've had people who um, I worked with in Hollywood that knew it well and were vitriolic about it. Uh, who lived under communism and, and couldn't stand the unions of Hollywood because it was so like it. So I know the And I know those stories are real. So and I know history and I know that communism is responsible in the 19th century alone for about 260 million dead, which is the all time grand prize winner. Yeah. Uh, good luck with your crusades. That's about 500 people. Just so you know, your inquisition. 500 that's a, total? That's about. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> oh, gets that right. right. It's about 500 people. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's nothing near 260 million people. Wow. There's a lot of bullshit out there. And what yeah. I'm trying to do now is expose it. So there's that comment and that comment. And I'm telling you those things, and I'm telling you about the Anne Heche thing, and I'm telling you about the things we're going to tell you on, on Thursday about Space Force and about Trump. And things you need to know, things that concern me, honestly, to tell you the truth. 
Um, but I'm going to tell you a story about how powerful that side is. Brian Stetler got fired this week, and he got to give a last little farewell. And in that farewell, he got up and he said, I'm proud to die on my sword. CNN is cool. And they're the best and everything like that. I want to tell you how powerful the left is and what a hold they have on people. Potato Man there, effeminate Potato Man, Brian Stetler, um, they just destroyed his... Super straight. Super straight. (laughs) They just destroyed his life. They told him, you're fired. And now we want you to go out on TV and tell everybody we're cool. They fired him. They ruined his life. They put him up to those things and indulged him and encouraged him and all those kinds of things. And it, it, Brian Stetler is like, he's the kind of guy who commits suicide because he's so irrelevant now and he's so ugly and he's, he's crossed so many lines and he's so filled with shame, but they didn't care about him. They just said, you're fired, you're done. And before you go, kid, go out on stage and tell the entire world how cool we are for firing you. And he did it. He did it and he smiled and he was grateful. And I bet you they didn't give him any extra money or anything like that because he is so mind-controlled. He couldn't see that the people who had just used him and fired him and ruined his family's life and his life, he's a joke. He's a national joke. He couldn't see. like He didn't have the self-respecting dignity of a real man or a real American woman to say, no, I don't think so. F you. And I'm going out through the VIP entrance. And when I pass your car, boss, I'm going to key it like no tomorrow. You better put some security out there. Have, you know, like a real person. No, I'm not going to go out and tell everybody that you're the heroes for firing me. Maybe you say, okay, yeah, sure. And then you go on air and you say the truth. I mean, yeah, do something. Fight back. But little beta potato. He just went out there and said, oh, CNN's the greatest. They're the heroes in all of this. We need CNN. I feel like that's almost exactly what he said. Yes. Yeah. He, he Literally praising your own executioner. That is how insane being part of the left is. That is why these people are zombies. That is why there are so many zombie shows on TV and zombie games and the zombification of the United States and all of these things. I don't know. Maybe someone's trying to put something out there to tell you about the zombies or maybe they're telling you to become the zombies. But when I stepped back and I listened to Brian Stetler's words and I thought about what that man did and I and I use the term man loosely, real <laughs> loosely. The saddest thing about Brian Stetler's life is that he said thank you for them chopping his head off. And that is the podcast.